0: Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is a $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress. Just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, which is why I checked on the explicit tag. So welcome to episode 010, 010, 010. I don't know, 00, no, 01, all right. All right, episode 10. <laughs> it's episode 10. Uh, this is titled Half God, Half Devil. Now, the reason why it's titled Half God, Half Devil is because I wanted to go with something that showed 50%, right? So Because we're going to talk about uh, getting the deposit for your project because you sent the proposal and you're going to get the deposit, right? So I was looking for stuff like 50 and stuff in my... Um, uh, uh, playlist not playlist uh, in my um, songs and albums and stuff I found 50 Cent <laughs> but that doesn't <laughs> that's not enough uh, there were a few uh, songs titled Half from Soundgarden but we've already done Soundgarden and it's only been what nine episodes so I didn't want to do Soundgarden again and uh, yeah so I ended up with half god half devil now it's not necessarily half but sort of makes sense right half god half devil yeah um and yeah so this is a song by in this moment uh it's a pretty cool hard rock heavy metal band uh the vocalist is a lady i forgot her name which is really sad because she's very good at what she does and she's also most people would say she's hot all right so this is off of their album uh ritual which came out in 2017 and it's it's really good so let's get into episode 10 about getting the deposit now just to recap let's go over the nine step process that i keep uh, mentioning and Go, going over step by step so number one you get the brief number two you provide the quote number three you get the deposit number four you provide the proof number five you get the approval number six you provide the build number seven you get another approval final approval number eight you pro- you get the balance and number nine you provide the migration now I'm pretty sure this web design process um, most I don't know agencies would be following this process sort of pretty much probably Um, a lot of freelancers might not and I've also seen a lot of um, I don't know uh, self-important people who haven't had I don't know, enough experience, sort of say that whatever their uh, uh, process is correct. Yeah, some people have different processes, but basically if you think about how larger businesses or more established businesses do it, there's a reason for doing it that way. So I'm just gonna stick with that being the better process. All right, so we are going to get into step three I think that was step three there we go yeah step three getting the deposit now um, your proposal that you gave out in step two uh, would have gotten a green light they would have looked at the proposal and they would have said okay that sounds good what do i do now right and that's great if you get the green light if you don't, maybe they're gonna say something like, "Oh, it's too expensive. Could you bring down the price? Uh, is it too whatever? Is it right? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you're gonna to have to negotiate. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, the few things that I've negotiated that I've um, agreed to do in terms of pricing is." Um, they like if if they don't have the budget. I, first of all, usually I ask what their budget is when I get the proposal, so it really doesn't matter. And I usually hit whatever budget they want plus a little more, just so they know that they're paying just a little more. And you know, because you know, like let's say if they say whatever, like they they want to pay two hundred credits. I'll say credits because I don't know any, I don't know about any um, uh, currency. Because all currencies are different. Who knows? Anyways, 200, but 200 of whatever currency is probably too little. Uh, 200 credits, right? They say they want to pay 200 credits, and you're like, well, my regular rates are 400 credits, so fuck you. Or you can say, you know what? I'll do a really, really fucking simple job. You need to shut the fuck up, and I'll do a really simple job for 220 credits. I'm like what? You got no? I'm not. I'm not matching your price going to go a little bit over just so you shut up and you let me do my job and at least you value this shit you know so anyways um that's that's that could be because you know anything about pricing there's a lot of stuff to talk about and it's there's a lot of s- client psychology it's not psychology it's just dealing with dickheads or dealing with cheap asses or dealing with nice people sometimes uh involved dealing with people involved and you know I'm not much of a people person, so <laughs> all right. So usually it's 50 percent upfront, 50 percent for the deposit. Now, the important thing that you need to remember about this is that it is a deposit. Let's say you paid someone a deposit. How would you think about it? You would think that if something didn't work out, or if there was something that had to terminate the whole contract then you'd get your deposit back right yeah that's how a lot of deposits work right so you have to think of that because from the client's perspective that's what they will be thinking because in most cases websites aren't cheap because it involves a lot of hour man hours a lot of skill they're not cheap normally they're not very cheap if you find it some if you find someone cheap then maybe that's fine but normally they're not very cheap so it is an investment for the company all right so if they have a deposit they're gonna want to you know at least feel like it's a deposit and not half payment you know that's because that's what it's called i mean of course you could phrase it differently like you know pay me 50 percent directly to my pocket and i will not give it back and you got to deal with that i'm good i design whatever you know whatever i do you should be happy i'm doing for you like that kind of dickhead shitty attitude probably not right but so that's what i mean normally it would be a, a deposit so let's think about the 50 percent deposit and that's why i always say and i think i've said this before um try not to spend it right away it's it's a little bit important at times try not to spend it right away i try very hard not to do that if 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 your economical uh situation allows it If your financial situation allows it, try not to spend it right away because things can happen. All right. I'll get into a story later, but things can happen. So it's not, I don't know, it's not the best way to to do it. Okay. So try not to spend it right away. Um, Let's think about some other aspects of getting the deposit. now. There are like you like I said there you, everybody we all know that there are a lot of dickheads out there, a lot of fucking dickhead, dickwad, fuck faces out there. And and of course, you know, on both sides. Like the some of the freelancers are fuck faces, some of the clients are fuck faces, so yeah, there's a lot of that kind of shit out there, right? So thing is some clients actually really bully you into you know not paying up front and just just making the process just stretching it out just making it really bad and then just you know um now i've actually seen this firsthand and i i talked to this guy pretty regularly so hi but <laughs> So I I hope he I hope he listens in on this. I'm not I'm not going to make fun of him, but this is what happened because he's he's pretty new. He's pretty new to this game and what happened was um oh, and if this describes you and it, and and if you ask me is this about me and I say no, then that's how many people like that like this there are, all right? So um so the the uh my Uh, my friend gave this client a quote now this client is a fucking dickhead he's a fucking dickhead motherfucker and gave him a quote really nice quote like it's not too expensive it's not necessarily cheap either so it's you know it's a respectable quote it's just a regular quote and the guy said okay because price wise it's not that expensive compared to what he was paying for maintenance for this fucking other dick wide fuck face piece of shit company right so i can talk about that later about maintenance like charging so much for maintenance but anyways it's not too much for him so he said yeah okay cool that that sounds good let's let's do it right and what my friend should have done and I, i told him to do this but you know it's and like i i always say this it only takes one client to to learn all right so he's learned his lesson now he's never gonna do this again but um i told him you know you gotta you gotta get you gotta get the money before you start anything and what he did was um he told well not not what he did it's because of this fucking dickhead who took advantage of my friend of course you know he should have stood his ground maybe yeah of course but it's not that easy when you get your first client you know so what this dickhead did and when I say dickhead I mean um, um, the client all right so what this dickhead did was he said um, I'm not paying until I see something you know I see what the design is gonna be like which is fair enough I mean maybe like because it's the friend's first job didn't have much of a portfolio that make that might make sense but still should have said well, until I get payment, I'm not doing anything. And if you don't, and you know, like it's a deposit, we will uh, treat it as a deposit. So we can talk about that. But you need to pay first for me to do anything and I will work off the deposit, right? So that should have happened, but that did not happen. So what happened was, friend provided him, provided the dickhead, a proof, gave him a proof, a static proof this fucking dumbass dick fuckface actually saw the static proof and said ah what does this do on mobile what do i gonna do about mobile fucking mobile the fuck the fuck off he's doing work for free he hasn't paid a fucking cent and he's actually being asked asking for more shit how fucking titled dickhead fucking piece of shit fuck face can you be you know so he was like what does it look like on mobile well fuck the fuck off anyways so I told my friend to tell the client to fuck the fuck off and of course he didn't say it he said it nicely like oh well in mobile it's just gonna you know stack and it's gonna change sizes and stuff and it was nice about it the client was such a dumbass that he didn't understand what size change means you know what what uh, uh, layout what what stacking would mean and explain no it didn't work so um, he wanted another proof and showed him a proof and he said oh this doesn't scroll why is it so small because he saw he looked at the whole long one-page proof on his screen and it was just from top to bottom, so it doesn't fill out because the ratio doesn't fill out to the side. When you see, it, when you look at a proof, you should look at it 100% of the screen, not 100% height, 100% horizontally, not 100% vertically. But that's what he did. So he says, "Look, this is so tall, I can't see anything." Well, no shit, fuckface. So my friend just got, just kept getting, and there were like meetings and. He's gone he's actually built this online now after all the static proof stuff going through all that, built it online still hasn't gotten paid. Now that is what that's a, that's the story that I'm trying to get into trying to explain that even if it's your first job, even if it's your second third or a hundredth job or even if it's like a ten million dollar job, you know don't get bullied or tricked into working all right it's the reason is if you start doing that it's not a slippery slope it is just a slope that you're just gonna slide down it's not there's nothing there's nothing all right you can't there's no way that you can even think about oh if i if i'm careful i might not slip no 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 you're just falling from that moment if you get bullied into working before you get paid then you're gonna work all the way to the end and still not get paid. It's not, it's not gonna work. It is not gonna work. Um, another story, and this, like, it's not just stories of mine. Like, I have another story of mine. I'll get into that later. But here's another story. Um, this is about someone else. It's not a, yeah, it's not, it's not the same guy. It's someone else. But what happened was uh there are people like um i don't know agencies not agencies uh yeah i guess the agency so agencies not a design agency though agency who wanted something done who wanted a design a brochure website commissioned and briefed the agency the design agency about it and the design design agency started working all right and then during mid-project before the design agency got paid before he got paid mid project the client said oh i'm not the one paying for this this other huge company that we are working with is going to pay for it and the, the the person said oh okay and started talking with that other company that third party and no of course not it's not working and it doesn't they're not they're not going to pay they weren't in the loop so um none of that that was just like a whole nother fuck fest fuck shit i i don't i don't know enough profanity to actually to actually describe how bad of a shit fest it was you know i I actually should look up some more words you know anyways so it was it was really bad. Um, so you it's it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I keep saying the same thing. It's pretty simple, but when this happens, when you're talking to a client, it really doesn't work out sometimes the way that you want it to. Like what you can do, I guess, the best you can do to save time because, yeah, you know, maybe is to work on it. On your own but don't tell the client that you started working on it and even if you did and and, and even if they don't pay don't give anything to them it's just yeah because they didn't pay for it right so it's it's really it's it's not it doesn't sound like much but once you start working and once you start meeting dickhead clients it's gonna happen and they will be entitled they will act and feel entitled and they'll also they'll be like you guys show me something before i trust you like no fuck you You guys show me the money before i trust you to do my work you know so never trust them don't get bullied or tricked into working all right uh let's get into a story of mine <laughs> i got another fucking story i have another fucking story all right so um <clears throat> i used to uh i used to get work from a company that uh You know, hired me for development work. Now that would go up. That that could go in many different ways. Like most of the times, it would be done without a proof. Or if if there were a proof, then maybe I might have to make. I might have to design it, or maybe the company designs it. It's not. It's not very well organized. It's the company. I I didn't like them, which is why I don't like. I don't work with them at all anymore. They can. Fuck the fuck off! They can fuck off. I should actually tell them to take down uh, the websites that I did uh, that they put up on their um, portfolio because they can fuck off. Anyways, I should actually do that. Yeah. Anyways, so um, they hired me. They because I, I I used to do a lot of WooCommerce work for them and I used to do a lot of websites. So yeah. So so they gave me a, they gave me a job. I started talking to the client, right? And. I talked to this woman who I guess was like, I don't know, mid management or one person department of design or public relations or whatever the fuck their job title was, whatever the fuck it was. She and I talked for a couple hours uh, and we came to a really nice idea of where the design was going to go. Okay and then um, I sent them the proof their changes were totally totally different from what we had discussed totally different now sometimes I'm okay with that like right now I'm working on a job I I have to change pretty much everything from the initial proof and yeah i'm okay with that all right the reason why i'm okay with that is because i understand what happened and you know i I just want to finish the job i'm fine with it i don't care about that stupid website so that happens right but in this case um i it, it was it didn't pay enough and the woman the lady was acting like um, I don't know I don't know I didn't I didn't like it she is just you know I mean I understand that she has to answer to her dumb dickhead prop bosses of course because and of course we we all know bosses have all the design insight and all the best design tastes ever and they make all the calls which is why websites that the bosses may help make don't fucking work They don't know shit. They're not a designer. Some people think they are. They fancy themselves as a designer, like, oh, I've designed before, no, fuck off. Anyways, so what she came back with was not even a proper direction. It was not even a proper direction. It's not like, can we do this? Can we change that? Can we do that? It's not even that. It's like, oh, we don't, we can't use this because we haven't decided what to do with this anymore. We want to change it. How? We don't know what and then she was like on Skype with me and asking me to move things around and I was just just being her hands you you know moving things on Adobe XD and even then it wasn't determined she was like oh I'll take this and I'll show this to the bosses and maybe they'll have better feedback and like no fuck you and the whole thing was like like two hours of her just just fucking things up and just just messing shit up and still not having any answers because she wasn't the person making uh, calling the shots she wasn't calling the shots but she felt it appropriate to have briefed me and then she was so yeah the thing is like oh yeah and this is another thing that you should think about when you're getting the brief is this person does this person have the authority to call any shots because if not of the time, it's going to be messed up later on because they take their brief. They show it to their bosses. Their boss was not part of the brief. They're going to mess it up. They're going to change it because that's not what the boss wanted. Right. So is this person the authority? Does this person make the decisions is what another very important thing. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be the boss boss. It at least can be like the the designer, the in-house designer or whoever, right? As long as they're the person who has enough of a say that their opinions will be valuable in you making the proofs and the designs and the approach. you know? So this person was just a fucking nothing doing nothing and just messing shit up. So I had been working, talking and working for about ten hours, got nothing, went back to not just square square one, but probably like a negative square, where it's just a mess. It was a mess. So I told her to fuck off. I just told her to fuck off. I just i couldn't handle it so i told her you know what let's not do this job and fuck off i didn't say fuck off let's not do this job i'm pulling the plug Um, i will talk to the agency that you hired who hired me and we're gonna call this off and i called the guy well i called the guy but i was a little late she got angry and complained to that to that guy and and stuff so i explained how messed up it was i told him i'm not taking the job Um, but i did give them a proof i gave them a proof right so this website later on oh yeah so we we refunded them right so i told them i'm not taking the job we're not doing it and he said okay so this client seems like a a shithole to a a pretty shitty client to deal with so we're not going to take this job they can go wherever do do whatever the fuck they want right so he uh, refunded them which is why it's good to not spend it right away keep it right because at least for a couple weeks at least you're sure it's going to go ahead right you know anyway so uh he refunded them and uh he asked me what are, what are you going to do about the proofs i said whatever the fuck i don't care right well well uh uh 2 months later i think 2 3 months later check the domain and they have a new website it was built like shit but it looked 95% the same as the proof I sent them these motherfuckers got a refund and they used my proof they sent it off to a developer and that developer did a pretty shitty job of developing and made pretty much the same thing what the fucking shit fuck face fucking fuck is that you know like oh that was so bad that was so fucking bad I checked that website uh, uh, Right before I started recording, and for the record, that website is gone. Ha <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you guys! All right. So, moral of this story, of that story, is um, don't spend the money right away. <laughs> Keep it in a reserve, and yeah, until you make like you give them a, you have an approved proof or you know something that's significant enough that you can argue that you're keeping the money, you know? Something significant. Anyways, um, yeah, so another moral that you can probably take away from this story is, a lot of shitty clients, their websites don't last. Why? Because, not because they were shitty to you. It's not because of that. It's, um, well, not because they didn't listen to you is what I should have said, I guess. Um, you tell them that they need to do something, they don't listen to you, they just do whatever the fuck they want. and then what ends what it ends up being is that approach to not actually even caring or listening to someone who has some idea of what they're saying, and also the way that they disrespect other people, the way that they uh, their internal uh, um, hierarchy works, and the way that the boss acts trying to, fucking change everything last minute just because on a just because he heard something from his nephew or niece and just, you know, all that kind of shit. All that kind of shit means that it's going to be hard to, that, that client's going to be hard to work with. Um, I've worked with a lot of shitty clients. I'm not kidding. I've worked with a lot of shitty clients. Most of them came from that shitty company that hired me a lot. <laughs> they can fuck off, all of them all those guys can fuck off Um, and most of the websites the e-commerce websites that i've made don't exist anymore it's been like three four years and they don't exist why there's a lot of reasons why one of them being not knowing how to maintain e-commerce or not knowing how this mobile not mobile um internet space works in terms of e-commerce that's one huge reason another reason is the the because how because of how shitty they were, that is actually how they run their business. And if you run your business as shitty as that, that you know whoever's working with them or for them just wants to fucking burn the place down, then it's not a good business. It's not going to work, you know. So uh, we can talk more about shitty clients and the way that things work uh, later. But for now, yeah, that's what I'm. That's the whole story. So there's a lot of stories that I went through. But basically, don't trust the client to pay you any time later on after you've done work. You can't trust them on that. Um, and please don't get bullied or tricked into working. And if possible, try not to spend it right away. So those three are what i can say about getting the deposit there's you think you thought there's not much about the deposit well there is actually there's a lot of things that come from experience that you can probably um you know you got you gotta really because if, if the client's like right in front of you and they're ready to pay but they want to see something first it's so tempting but yeah don't they're, if if anybody asks for something before they pay i don't know Fucking dickhead they can fuck off all right so um that was a long bit on several different clients so let's get into a lot of this oh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the news so let's get into the news all right i'll see you there bye-bye I shouldn't have said bye-bye but still we're back all right. <laughs> no, yeah we're back uh, news all right so um, three things that I want to talk about two of them I'm gonna go over real quick because you'll see one alright so uh, one is this is from brandly.com I don't know I, I was I was I'm debating whether whether to put this in news or um, what is it resources but this sort of was published september this year so it hasn't been that long since it's been published but um the stuff about it that it's talking about is pretty pretty basic and it's you might have seen stuff like this a lot all right so the title is uh when when brand identity goes wrong five embarrassing mistakes and it's a pretty long article, so it's worth a read. It's it's worth looking at because um, not only is it about logos, but this can actually help you with, um, you know, not just logos, but website, web design layouts and all that because it teaches you, it will shows you examples of how brands should work. One number one, uh, cheaping out on a design. Cheaping out on a design. Um, this we can talk about a lot later on, how bad design is more expensive than good design, but we'll talk about that later. Anyways, have a look. It's really, um, it's, it's really insightful. It'll help a lot. Uh, so, similarities. Uh, companies might actually have to do their research so it doesn't look the same. In this case, we see a logo of MINI, uh, the car. And Bentley, they have very similar uh, logos. And what is this? This looks like Gucci. Is that Gucci? Gucci and Chanel. Yeah, they look similar because they're circles. Yeah, but you but you put Gucci and Chanel together, it becomes an Audi. What about that? <laughs> Checkmate. Anyways, so <laughs> um, and also uh, there's another stuff. There's another part about how. Um, They can think about, they need to think about how the logo is displayed. Like uh, there's a Megaflix with Megaflix with bad kerning. The L and the I come together and it becomes MegaFucks. So that's cool. Um, And OGC, if you look at at it from the side, it looks like someone with an erection. So that's also very cool. Um, Office of Government Commerce. Cool. Jerking off, right? Alright, and going after fashion, like if you change and if you change the logo, just to, you know, stay fashionable in, you know, the current taste, then sometimes it might not be as timeless as you think. So, you know, yeah. Um, So here they have an example of Zara. They just rebranded. Yeah, anyway, so look at all this, Um, some, and they talk about good logos are timeless, Nike, Apple, BBC, Ford, Chanel, just after they talk about Chanel. Anyways, so misalignment with the mission is number three. Uh, You need to think about, with the mission, I'm sorry. Uh, You need to think about how um, your logo, the new logo, the redesigned logo or brand, should reflect the mission. Like they, and they showed Netflix. I didn't know the first Netflix logo, actually had a real uh of of film around it i didn't know that now it has the you know the 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 concave uh bottom part for netflix so the n and the x goes down a little lower than the the t and the f you know you know yeah so i didn't know that yeah so yeah uh that's also another thing not thinking of scale uh whether it should scale well in small or large logos i've seen so many large ugly logos with so much detail that it's really ugly probably should not all right next um thinking of identity only in visual terms it's not just graphical there's other things that you need to think about so yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's it's a worth it's worth a good read, and they have some examples here that are look pretty to look at. So yeah, have a look. All right, now here's another very very recent news. It's about how the whole thing. Of course, it started with Blizzard not paying out. Uh, what is it? Game not winnings? Game winnings? Tournament winnings? I think. Is that how you say it? Because this person uh, played a game tournament in a tournament and won, but Blizzard didn't pay the person because this person spoke out against China and supported Hong Kong. And China is important market for Blizzard, so they had to. And I've seen this word used so much. They had to kowtow to china yeah so yeah blizzard was like that and people didn't like it nba was like that as well so it's a pretty big problem but here this is about apple apple now what about apple so apple had um an app that showed where the police were in the Hong Kong for you know trying to stop the Hong Kong protests so it showed it was there there's an app where the police were getting together and that means you can you know run away from the police more effectively because of the app such a cool time we live in right and they they allowed that app in the first at first but then they pulled it because of uh, Chinese pressure and then suddenly they said you know hey hey you know what safari safari does not does not give out people's ip address uh does not hand out urls to to uh companies like google or tencent you know i think that's what they're saying so the title is apple insists it's totally not doing that thing it wasn't accused of we're not handing over safari urls to tencent just people's ip addresses what all right so the whole thing they explain it pretty well but it's um in order to find malicious websites there's a list of things and if people uh, connect to a a url then it goes through this process to check if it's a malicious website or not and all that kind of stuff but it doesn't actually give out the urls so the companies like tencent which is a chinese google or something uh, they don't do not actually get the URLs, so your privacy is safe with us and I think that's just them saying something you know positive in in the recent light and the recent attention they've been getting for um, uh, being China's bitch I love Apple but this I don't know yeah so uh, regardless of how uh, uh, what you think about democracy or whatever uh, still what we can see is there's a lot of Tech companies. There's a lot of content companies, uh, content creation companies, entertainment companies. Uh, because China is such a big market, it really uh, changes a lot of deci- decisions they're making. And um, this happened with Apple and Safari and an app. So that's why that's why I put this here. All right, now let's get to the best 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 news of the week. Best news of the week. Uh, Divi four came out. Whoa. Divi fucking 4.0 came out. Yeah, it's been about, what, a year and a half. People have been waiting for the theme builder. And I actually am putting together a review. Um, I, I I recorded a 30 minute review yesterday, but it's a 30 minute review. <laughs> and, and yeah, so um, I'm gonna try another one for like 15 minutes this time, try to record it again. Um, but yeah, just there's a lot of things that I wanted to talk about, but I I decided that I should have taken that taken them out. But there are still a lot of things I want to talk about. Oh man, yeah. So the Divi theme builder is out. It is um, interesting the way that they do it, and it's yeah. I I actually like some of their approaches that they took, which looks really nice. The the two Largest problems that I have, and I am confident that they're gonna go change it in future updates. But the two biggest problems that I have is a their header and footer are not in the header and footer tag. Why is that important? Well, it's important because HTML semantics uh, Google knows where a header is if it has a if it's easier to know where the header is if there is a header tag. Um, HTML has a lot of tags that are actually pretty cool. Uh, one of them is header and another one is footer and the regular default header and the default footer that Divi has go inside the header and footer tags respectively. But the new one, the new theme builder that you're using, if you use that, then it won't. It won't go inside the header tag. So what it does is, is it just looks like body. It's just in the main page uh, content which is not exactly uh, easy to tell if it's a header, you know? So uh, it's pretty much the same hack. I don't know. People might call it a hack. Actually, it should be a hack because hacky. Uh, It's the same hack as just using a blank page template and then adding a global section. So that's pretty much the same thing, which is a disappointment because all you need to do is just take out If you are using a global header from the theme builder, take out the header part from the regular old legacy header PHP stuff and then add this layout in there and you're done. It could have been one PHP conditional, but it's not. And it's a a little um, disappointing, but I'm sure they're going to fix it because it has been addressed and it has been answered. So they're going to fix that part. Another thing that I was um, a little worried about was the WooCommerce tabs. Uh, Everything else is really cool. I'm actually very, very happy with how the blog layouts, the single post layouts turned out and how the WooCommerce stuff turned out. It's really nice, but even at recommended settings, the WooCommerce tabs, that's right, the tabs. The the tabs were description, or whatever whatever the horizontal tabs there you know yeah, yeah. so so those things just crash they crash a the theme builder and it's just frustrating so um, those were the two problems i found which i'm pretty sure will get addressed but if you're not using woocommerce it doesn't really matter uh, the post stuff works really well so that's really good and if you're not using the header then that's fine so everything else looks good yeah so yeah, there you go. Um, but but you know, if you're, if you're not if you're not building a blog, if you're not building a complex a, a multi-categoried blog or or, or um, custom post type or whatever, it's not a problem at all. And also updating, I've seen some problems happen, but the way that I build with just CSS hooked in with custom classes, it's fine. Almost not almost. I don't I don't think I've had anything to break. So that's fine, so that's fine. Uh, so it's great, yeah, uh, the, the update is great. Just two things that I think uh, Dibby will address, but I think that's about it. And yeah, that is the best news of the week. Cool, let's get into resources. <laughs> All right, so we are in resources. Now, resource number one is about Flexbox. So, um, here's a here's an advertisement. I, I teach a lot of CSS on my website. I teach how to make Divi more responsive, and I also teach um, just regular CSS from... Now, the, the CSS that I teach in that course is just really, from the beginning, from the very beginning, and setting from setting things up, like installing Divi is where I start, and all the way up to building your own layouts with just the keyboard, pretty much, right? So that's, that's, that's where I'm at with one course, and the other course is just about making Divi responsive. And what that does is it focuses a lot on Flexbox. Flexbox is a really cool layout css property that you can use that will help you uh, make things not only responsive but put them uh, you can move the order you can change the order you can put them in a grid not a full-fledged two dimensional grid but still there's a way that you can do it with flex wrap so it it works out really well and flexbox is a very nice modern uh code modern css property that also actually fucking works on internet explorer 11 so you pretty much have the whole world of browsers covered so that that's why i still advocate flexbox over grid so yeah so that's a resource flexbox playground from outpan.com actually has a really fun uh, interface where you can put in uh different uh properties is that right properties Uh, values you can put in different values and you can see how the elements react so it's pretty pretty interesting to have fun with that okay Uh, another one is on mobilespoon.net now this guy mobile his name is mobile spoon (laughs) i don't know his name i don't know his name is i see his face on the website in the in the right but i don't know his name so i don't know anyways this guy does UI design, I think. I think that's his, that's his thing. And it came, this article came out recently, October 9th, 2019. So that's like a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And it's really cool because it goes through a lot of really good examples of small things that you might've missed, but will make your design much better and it goes through a lot of examples. And it's, it's, once you see them, you're like, oh, look at that. And then you're gonna always remember that and then, you know, it's, it's gonna stick with you. And it's not, if it's like, like these things are what make your, what can make a design professional as opposed to amateurish. So uh, have a look. There's a lot of really, really, really useful insights It's most of these things are about mobile apps technically, but it works exactly the same on web layouts as well. So have a look, it's really, really worth looking into. Okay, so um, the title is Visually Distorted, wait, the title is Visually Distorted When Symmetrical UI Looks All Wrong. So it actually, you know, talks about how things are visually weighted in on uh, in some cases and also how um being way too uh symmetrical sometimes doesn't work and some well it's not it's not always symmetrical there, there's things that have nothing to do with symmetry so yeah i'll uh, have a look it's really cool it's really useful i really liked it so um i think i hope i think you will too all right. Next is Specky Boy. Specky Boy is a really cool website that has a lot of stuff about um, front-end development. I really like this website, and here, uh, which is why I visit Specky Boy often. This one is about how ultra-thin lines in web design can create an impact. Ultra-thin lines, so like one-pixel lines, or yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. That's the thinnest line you can get. So, um, it's not just about having a line somewhere in your uh, layout. It's just using it maybe as a grid, or you can use it as like a, a, you know vertical grid, or a checkerboard grid, or circles. There's a lot of things, or underlines, there's a, or connecting ideas to make a whatever. There's a lot of ideas that you can use. It's it's useful, and um, I don't know with CSS or uh, I guess Divi has um, dividers, I think. Yeah, so you can use those, and it, it it can you know it can enhance your design. Now you know like how you have um accent points on on, like under headings and you put a thick line there like that would be like a four pixel height line and stuff um you that has a purpose but also you can also use uh thin lines for a different purpose and sometimes it helps now don't yeah all right so have a look it's it's it helps it gives you some inspiration maybe some new design proof that you're making you're like oh i remember that i might try give that a try it might be fun it might be a fun challenge to actually recreate that on the website you know so it could be fun right all right i think that's about it um i actually went over divi 4 pretty quickly i i i had a lot to talk about but you know it should actually be in the review so in the review post and not in the podcast because know um yeah so let's see i think that's 50 minutes that's that's quite a bit of content and um anyway so i hope you like the like the episode join me in episode 11 we will have a new song because i change songs every five episodes (laughs) all right i'll see you in episode 11 bye-bye